Welcome, everyone, to episode 446 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Today's topic is usually one that we do closer to the beginning of the year. It's going to be our 2020 predictions episode. I know we're nearly two months into the year already, but I I mean, there's really never a bad time to do this. Um, you know, there hasn't been too many announcements and stuff yet. We're getting into announcement season with, with all the conferences and stuff that are coming up. So uh, obviously getting stuff out before E3 is, is, is big too. So it's going to be our 2020, 2020 predictions episode. Will, do you have anything you want to tease later on the episode? I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem. A lot of Fire um, Emblem. Nice. My Golden Deer run. So I'll be talking okay. about that for a bit. Because I know you did the Golden Deer run. I so. did. And may, I, we could probably do a Golden Deer spoiler cast episode. Yeah, I'm I'm time skip. I'm post time skip. Okay. I'm not like done, but I'm yeah. like the second half of the game, like you pretty much do all of the work the first half of the game just to blow through the second half kind of yeah so yeah i agree so well yeah we can get pretty spoilery spoilery if you want with it so um well it doesn't have to be now i mean like as a separate episode because we did a black eagle spoiler cast yeah we could do do a golden deer one too yeah we can do that i'm not against that um so anything else you want to tease oh man i feel like there was another thing but i don't I guess I can talk about watching Demon Slayer, which is an anime for people who are in anime. Okay. Uh, I can talk about that. But that, I mean, that's probably it that I can think of. Gotcha. Um, the only thing I have to tease really is that I finally got stuff for a new PC. Ooh! And I'm super excited about it, so I'll talk about that during my week. Uh, but that's really all I have new. I haven't played anything new, really. So, um, So let's get right into the episode, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so yeah, uh, this is going to be predictions. Uh, some of these will be bold. Some of these will be not so bold. Will, what's your first prediction for 2020, for the rest of 2020 anyway? Ooh, uh, let's not do me. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I. this is one I, I I did read a little bit for. Some of the predictions are, are predictions I made before. Uh, my first one is that Project X Cloud will be announced for the Nintendo Switch, uh, which will include many, if not all, games on on x cloud i think i previously had said that they would do something like game pass um but it'll be x cloud with all the game passes on it uh nintendo and my uh microsoft are kind of working together on a few different things so uh i think it's a good fit too i think it'll sell it'll sell more nintendo switch systems to people with xboxes uh it's more convenient to play on the nintendo switch than it is I know, you know, everyone kind of has their phone with them all the time, but uh, touchscreen controls suck and your uh, Xbox One controller, you have to like pair with your your phone. Uh, so it's just more convenient to have be able to do that on the Switch. I think that would be a uh, perfect pairing, if you will. Yeah, I think that's a, pro- a pretty solid prediction, in my opinion. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would le- I'm predicting it to happen. And I would like for it to happen. This is it's a little bit of wishful thinking. So. I just, you know, I could definitely I can I don't see why they wouldn't do it, you know. Yeah. As I said, I mean, I don't think it's not going to be to the point where like people would stop buying Nintendo games, you know. I really think it would help sell more of their games. Because someone who, okay, so someone has an Xbox or they're into the in, in the Xbox ecosystem, 
uh, all of a sudden they get a switch because hey, Project X Cloud is on it, so let me get a let me get a switch light. You know, it's it's you can get them for less than two hundred bucks. Um, and oh yeah, oh yeah. While I have this, I might as well get Breath of the Wild. I might as well get Mario Odyssey. I might as well get Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Like, I I just feel like it's a win win situation for for both. And uh, you know, getting more people, um, getting Nintendo Switch owners who don't own an Xbox to subscribe to X Cloud or whatever. I don't know how that's going to include. Get, you know, they'll have to figure out pricing for that. But yeah, I, I just I just think it's a win win for everybody. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think that would be awesome if they do that. And that would really kind of push the, you know, the consoles being more willing to work with each other forward, too. Yeah, definitely. Especially, uh, which I think would be huge because I think uh, that's kind of the route everything's going. Sony is the only one that seems to be a little bit uh, anti that. Yeah, yeah, they are so far. So. Okay. Let's hear it, Will. First one. So my first one is that obviously it'll be confirming that these two games come out, but Horizon Zero Dawn 2 and Breath of the Wild 2 will be having a slugfest for Game of the Year uh, debates this year. You think they're going to come out this year? Yep. Oh, do you really? Oh, wow. That's just a very wild prediction. I have the a very sneaking suspicion that Horizon Zero Dawn is going to be a launch game for the PS5, oh. which is going to solidify me getting a PS5 100%, because oh. there, there's two games that I beat last year that I think fondly of, and I salivate at the thought of playing them again, and it's Persona 5, which I will get a chance to with Royal coming out, uh-huh. uh, and also Horizon Zero Dawn. And I just think... Uh, I just and you know they show off Breath of the Wild two last E three. I don't know. I think that one's less likely to come out this year than Horizon Zero Dawn two. But I'm going to be kind of bold and say it is. And I think that those two games are going to be top of the the list for Game of the Year on everything. I like could see them going back and forth. Like okay, well, I think those two games are going to be about, incredible. What about Cyberpunk? <laughs> Sneak that in there too, maybe. You know what? I would say no because it was coming out earlier in the year, but it's no, sub- it'll yes, be, it's September. coming out in September now. Yeah. Yeah, I actually forgot about Cyberpunk. You know what? Cyber- <laughs> if Cyberpunk with those other two, like, oh my lord! Yeah, Could you imagine? That's, that's it's not fair. It really isn't. No, we're we're coddled as gamers. We are we are coddled as much as much as gamers like to complain about everything. We are very very coddled with. Just a plethora of, of fantastic games. Like, you could really just never play a bad game if you didn't want to. There's know? a game that I'm going to bring up later that I'm really excited about. And I'm just like, God, like, video games have just come so far. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, there's down years. Like, last year was probably a down year. but Yeah, like, down, man, down-ish. Do you know what games we got last year? Like, Devil May Cry 5, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Like, those games are just incredible. Untitled Goose Game, who won... Uh, it won a dice so dice for yeah. dice award for game of the year. Yeah, I was exactly. like that. That's amazing. I love that. Like even even I kind of am to the point now where I prefer lighter years in games because it's just like I have more time to play yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, uh, well, but yeah, my my first very bold prediction is that Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn two okay uh, are both gonna just be out this year and it's gonna be a slugfest for which one wins game of the year i'm gonna piggyback off that a little bit uh because that though i think it was was it amazon france mm-hmm. uh leaked the p uh leaked the pc version of horizon zero dawn 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that could come in tandem with a Horizon Zero, you know, get excitement build up for Horizon Zero Dawn too. Uh, but I also had Breath of the Wild two. I had reveal for this year uh, for launch early next year. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking they're going to go a spring launch with Breath of the Wild two, uh, just because the first one came out. Obviously, it was a launch title with the Switch. Uh, what, what was that? March seventeen. Yeah, it was 2017. I don't remember the date. Uh, it was when it was. the Switch launched. Yeah, it was was it March 20th or March 15th? I don't remember the day. Um, but yeah, I feel like they'll they'll target a, a early year uh, spring spring launch again. So that's probably a, a safer bet for sure. You know, three years in between games, like that's a decent amount of development time in between it, especially because it's probably going to be using a lot of the same engine and mechanics of the first breath of the wild. It's probably going to be like new areas and stuff like that. So like, that's a, that's some good development time in between, uh, for a sequel. So I would say that's definitely a more plausible one than fall. Um, I I like your going bold though. Will I, I, I do like that. Yeah. I just feel like what does Nintendo have at the end of the year? We don't really know. I'm gonna got... I'm gonna guess Bayonetta three is coming out later this year. Probably because I know Platinum's been talking about how well the development for that game has been coming along. So, yeah. uh, I mean that like, but after like Animal Crossing New Horizons, like I don't know what they have. Yeah, nothing, nothing announced anyway. I mean, I know they're they're working on plenty of stuff, but yeah. So Nintendo is the one of the studio well companies that kind of waits until things are closer to launch to announce it. Yeah. Uh, which I kind of I really like because that's the worst having to wait forever for these games. Yeah, uh, we're still waiting for the Final Fantasy VII remake, <laughs> the first part of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Of probably was that parts. was that announced five years ago, six years ago? I know we've gone through this several times. We won't we won't cover it's it again, but it's been a long five time. Five years, yeah, four or five years at this point. Like that's way too long. And you know what? It sucks because that game looks so good. It does. Everything uh, I've seen. <laughs> as much as I poo-pooed it at the beginning for being a bad idea, I think it I think it looks good. Oh, it looks phenomenal. I watched the most recent trailer. I think it was the one at the Game Awards. And I once that battle theme played during yep. the trailer, like I was just like my height just skyrocketed through through the roof for that. Yeah, it was good. <clears throat> okay. Uh go ahead, Will. What's your next? I am very, very selfishly hoping we get more Wii U remakes. I think we uh, get a couple announced. Um, I'm looking at an article, so I'm going to credit it because this kind of jogged my memory of this one. But this week in Uh videogames.com had uh, Nintendo Switch remakes. I saw the picture of Twilight Princess, and I said, you know what? I've been talking with my roommates about how I really want to play Twilight Princess again. Uh, and I was thinking, and I've been complaining, why doesn't Nintendo put Twilight Princess Wind Waker uh, on the Switch? Because I think that would just print more money for them to be able to do that. Oh, I'd buy uh, those in a heartbeat. Even though I own both of those on the Wii U, I would I would buy them for the Switch, definitely. No, well, not to mention a Skyward Sword potential oh, uh, yeah. remake be- or remaster, because they've done the other Zelda games. And then also like a Metroid Prime t- trilogy, because we're going to be getting Metroid Prime 4 at some point. Um, so the Prime trilogy would be another candidate that they could probably pour over. So I just like, you know, Super Mario Galaxy uh, 1 and 2 uh, remakes or remasters, you know, stuff like that. Like, I think those games would all do incredibly well. I was actually asked by my roommate the other day about Mario Galaxy, and I was like, oh, man, like those games were incredible. Um, 
Yeah, real quick, Will. I think I might end up switching out one of the more in March games that I have for Mario Galaxy. Because I forgot the fir- the first. Oh, uh, I'm not sure which game. I'll have to look. I'll have to look and see on my list. Yeah, we can talk um, about that. Talk but about I that. I completely forgot. I'm actually bringing up the list right now, or or my list. Um, it's, I have Metro. It would probably be Metro Exodus or Greedfall that I would swap for Mario Galaxy. I thought we already uh, swapped Greedfall out. No, I was considering swapping out Greedfall for Devil May Cry Five, um, but I haven't. I haven't made a final decision on that yet. Do you want to? I guess. Do you want to beat Greed, Greedfall? Yeah, I do. Because this is probably your best chance to actually beat it, right? I know. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, we can say that. So, so as not to get too off topic. Uh, but we'll uh, again to talk about the Wii U games. I think we need to see Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yep. Come to the Switch. That that's probably on that list. Yeah, no, that would one hundred percent be on that list too. Because I think you know a lot of people who have played Smash see Shulk and they're like, oh, he's from Xenoblade. What is that? You know. Yeah. Uh, and the new Xenoblade that came out on Switch didn't feature Shulk. Yeah, they're doing. They are doing a Xenoblade Chron the first one. They're doing a Switch version of it. Um, okay. But Xenoblade Chronicles X was the sci-fi one with the big fighting robots that transform. That's the mech one. Okay. Yes, and it's incredible. And I put seventy hours on on the on it on the Wii U version, and uh, I would very much love to revisit that because yeah, that game is I mean, awesome. I think that's another one that should definitely be coming out. <clears throat> There's a lot of Wii, Wii U games that I think should be coming out on Switch. So yeah. Paper Mario um, Color Splash is another one. Yep, that um, would be another one. Um, that again, we have on the Wii U. It's just I would rather play it on the Switch. It's easier. Yeah, it's just like the Wii U just comes in so many parts now too. Like you gotta have the the stupid uh, sensor bar yep. on top of the HDMI cable, on top of the Wii Pad stuff. Like yep. it's just cumbersome and not a good console. Yeah, uh, the Switch. I'm very spoiled by the Switch. Oh, absolutely, me too. Okay. Yeah. All right, so my next prediction, uh, this is kind of a dire prediction too, but the the spread of coronavirus will continue to disrupt conventions. There's been a bunch of people, uh, a bunch of companies that have dropped out of GDC because of coronavirus. Um, I think PAX East was hit kind of hard by coronavirus, which is, that's going on this weekend. Uh, I know like CD Projekt Red dropped out of it. Uh, There's a few others, maybe Ubisoft dropped out of it. Uh, but there's a few others that that are not going to these conventions because of coronavirus. So, kind of st- it stinks. Did I see like schools in Asia are like just not in session right now because of coronavirus? Or yeah, just... yeah, no, that's that's true. And uh, also, uh, like my the school that my wife works at, they're talking about uh, having a plan anyway for what happens if if coronavirus gets bad here stateside. How is it? Is it bad in stateside? I don't, not, I don't not, know. not yet. Um, but it, it could, it could very well be. So, Eesh, yeah, that's don't like scary. hearing that. Don't like hearing that. So, no, not at all. Like, yikes! Hopefully, hopefully everything uh, strains out with that because no, I don't like seeing people getting sick and dying and yeah. anything. So, yeah, no kidding. All right, what do you got next, Will? 
I am selfishly hoping the Switch gets more virtual console support because, man, the games are bad on it. Yeah. Like, p- put some actual games on it, Nintendo. There's a handful of good, you know, the, the standard classic ones. You know, your, uh, on the NES one, there's Mario, Mario 2, Mario 3. Uh, on the Super Nintendo one, there's Super Mario World. Um, well, how is Mario only, RPG only not on there? I don't know. I, it, it probably has to do with licensing. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily miss it because I have it on the SNES Classic. Um, so I could always play it on that if I so chose. Um, but yeah, it should it should be on the SN on the Super Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, like Earthbound, like all those games should be on there. Yep, and are on the the SNES Classic. Exactly, and I mean, like I really want to see game like uh, Nintendo sixty four and even GameCube games make yeah. it over. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I think uh, there's a lot of untapped potential. In the... It's crazy to me for how awesome the Switch is that there's so much more untapped potential in it. Yeah, well, you still we still get a lot. I mean, the the rare occasion that I'll visit visit the Nintendo Switch uh, subreddit, everyone is complaining about the lack of features on it. I'm just like, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't. I'm, like, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I don't know either. As, like, as far as features go, you know, uh, like, I I, lo- I like how simple the the operating system is. It boots up in it's a split. Yeah, it boots up in a split second. It starts games almost immediately. Like I turn on the Xbox or even on my computer, it it like stuff takes forever. Mm-hmm. It stinks. Yeah, I mean, the Switch isn't meant to be the be-all and end-all of consoles, really. I think it's like, I don't know, I just think the online stuff could use work, but I don't think it's really missing out on anything. Yeah, agreed. I do think there should be an easier way for you to, like, for example, I was trading with our cousin, Pokemon, Uh Uh the other day to get him the other starters. Like, there needs to be a better system than that. Like, Uh come on the link uh, code like yeah i can imagine that's not easy like come on it is 2020 let's have a better system but like i don't think it's awful at yeah. the same time yeah. i don't know i just think uh the switch's games are just so good that i don't really care about anything else yep agreed uh so uh, again to piggyback piggyback off that point well i think uh this is wishful thinking but i think we'll finally get our nintendo 64 classic it's crazy to me that there hasn't been one yet. Yeah, I'm surprised because I mean it's been it's been floating around in the in the in the ether for a while. You know, people are like, "Oh, I found," or they they registered it with the F, the uh, FTC, is it, um, or tr- the trademark off, whatever, whatever it is. They registered the controllers and you know the mini system. So uh, because I'm very much of the mindset that when you play classic games, you need to be using the right controller. It just, it just makes it better. It's mm-hmm. especially, you know, you talk about a game like, um, I played the old Mario, uh, a couple weeks ago and, you know, I've played it on the switch. I've played it on the Wii U. And it's not the same as when you're holding the actual horrible square controller in your hands and playing classic Mario, you know, you just, uh, so, so I would very much, and uh, another thing, my son has been asking actually uh, to buy a Nintendo sixty four, which I'm like, what, what year is it? Nineteen ninety eight. But you know, it's. But you I, never thought you'd hear him say that. No, no, I didn't. But and I, I probably will get one eventually. Um, you know, the old system, 
but I would very much like to have an N64 classic because it's just a lot more convenient than hunting down games is a, is a big thing, you know? Um, it's expensive. It is expensive. Uh, you, people get lucky though. Uh, the people that I've, I, cause I follow some, uh, like game collectors on, on, tw- uh, Instagram mm-hmm. and they'll go to, uh, like a farmer's market and they'll be like, yeah, I bought all this for $25. And it's like three consoles and like, 25 games i'm like just so like people like the people who own it get rid of it sort of thing yeah exactly they just know where to go to sniff that stuff up and then they like even if they have a bunch of extra copies and stuff they'll 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 trade them for stuff that they don't have to complete their collections it's incredible yeah so yeah n64 classic i, I, I want one i'm actually also going to keep piggyback piggybacking off of nintendo uh, I think this is the year that we either get or get an announcement that the Nintendo Switch Pro uh-huh. is a thing. Um, yes, more powerful version. So they've okay. There, there's a little little roundabout here. So they they've said that they're not releasing new hardware this year, but that doesn't mean they can't announce it this year and launch it next year, early next year, anytime next year. Yeah, like, could you imagine them doing that? Like, oh, here's our more powerful Switch console with Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, exactly. I would buy that in a split second. Oh, my God. I'd throw my wallet at my computer. Yeah. I'll get so. two. <laughs> exactly. Just because you can. Yeah, because I'm a consumer. Yeah. But I, I do think that we're going to be getting some uh, some new hardware from Nintendo. As I said, at least an announcement. As you said, that they said that they wouldn't be putting out any new hardware this year, so uh, right. it would be in the in the form of an announcement. But we'll have that, and we'll be excited for that. So. Yeah, I think it would be great too if they announced it, you know, before the new consoles come out. I think that that's a good time to put in the back of people's minds that yeah, hey, Nintendo, you know, Nintendo's coming out with a more powerful Switch. Mm-hmm. That again, I like you said, I, buy, I would buy two. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Um, Amazon and Facebook are going to jump into the at, at the very least. Amazon's definitely going to do it because um, but they're going to announce cloud gaming services similar to Stadia, similar to xCloud, similar to uh, what are the other ones? The NVIDIA is, one. Is it going to be better than Stadia? I would assume so only because of Twitch and how important Twitch is. I think it'll integrate with Twitch uh, in a lot of interesting ways. Um, but at the very least, Amazon's going to do this. I think Facebook uh, probably will too, but not to the extent that Amazon is going to come after it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Amazon with Twitch, that's probably actually a, uh, a safe bet. Yeah. And even Phil Spencer said um, that they're the Xbox is the new Xbox or uh, Microsoft Xbox in general is it, it doesn't look at Sony as a, as a competitor it more looks at Google and, and Amazon as, as competitors. So definitely. I mean, I think if any company is able to do it, it's probably Amazon. They yeah. just have literally infinite resources. Yeah. And as I said there, they've got, they own Twitch and they're also going to, um, they're coming out with an MMO. They've got game studios and stuff. So it just seems like a better, a, a good fit for them to get into the 
cloud. They've got all the cloud, cloud servers and stuff, you know, just ready and waiting there. Yeah. yeah. And like it, I said, considering their owner is trying to land a rocket on the moon. Yeah. Cause he's bored. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. I'd love to have that kind of money. I would do the same kind of stuff. Dude, me too. I would. If I was Elon Musk, I would launch my car into space just because I could. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yep. All right, what do you got, Will? Uh, I've got three more. Yeah. Two Nintendo, one not. So I guess we'll do the not Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo's more fun for the predictions, I think. So yeah, because I it's, can it's, get it a little Nintendo crazy heavy. with them. Yeah. Uh, EA is going to do something to revive Mass Effect. May it be a new game or a Mass Effect trilogy remaster? Uh, something will be Mass Effect related coming out or announced this year to just try to salvage Bioware's reputation. Yeah. Because Anthem sucked, Andromeda, I liked it, but people hated it. Dragon Age Inquisition, we liked it, but I don't think people loved it overall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bioware has taken some some big hits recently. So yeah. I think that a way for EA to kind of garner some good will for the, from the people who like Bioware is putting out a Mass Effect trilogy remaster on the new consoles or next-gen consoles, something, just to get people excited again. Yeah. And then put out a new game or go balls to the wall with a new game. Who knows? But I think uh, we got to see something Mass Effect-related at some point just to get some goodwill left. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to see uh, at least the first one remastered. I feel like gameplay-wise, 2 and 3 hold up relatively well. Oh, uh, definitely. 1 doesn't as well. But, yeah, I mean, again, put, put them on the Switch. You know, a Mass Effect trilogy uh, pack, I guess, for for lack of a better word. But yeah, put it put it on the Switch and put it on other things too. You know, put it out mm-hmm. on everything. Yeah, and honestly, Switch, PC, Xbox, PlayStation, yeah, Stadia, yeah. Why not? Like, the more eyeballs you get on your game, like, isn't that better? Steam, Epic Games. Why Which, not? by the way, Bethesda taking games off of GeForce. What's next? Yeah, that stinks. They're doing everything they can to just tarnish themselves at this point. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, what happened? They were one of the good guys for a while. Yep. Okay. Keep going, Will. I'm I'm out of predictions. Uh, I saw this one online, and I really liked it, so I'm going to steal it from GameSpot, because uh-huh. uh, I was going through some stuff, what people were thinking. Mother 3 coming to Nintendo Switch. Ooh. That's the game with a Lucas for people who don't uh, aren't familiar. Uh, Earthbound was Ness. This one's the game with a Lucas. Uh, a lot of people, I've played it a couple times, not all the way through, just like maybe two hours. And a lot of people say Mother 3 goes places. Oh, really? Emotionally. Yeah, okay. I guess it's quite the emotional game. The only thing that I've really done was just, like, get Lucas, get your dog, and then the, like, cowboy-looking guy, I can't remember his name, um, on your team. And that's kind of where I always stopped, but I've always wanted to play it, so I just have never, you know, actually played it. So mm-hmm. I would be so, so, so happy if this came out on the Switch this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that would be incredible. I would be curious if people think if this is just a crazy out there prediction or if there's something that um, 
Uh, well, perhaps this is all wishful thinking. It's admittedly mutter, muddied waters bringing Mother 3 to the West nowadays. Although people never thought Earthbound was coming West for a port. Yeah, Earthbound, um, again, also on the SNES Classic, they was like, that's just never going to happen. And Because a licensing, I think it has to do with licensing rights for the music that's on it. So, okay, this person writing about it... Um, Nintendo's effort to localize Mother 3 had allegedly ended due to a character and scenes being deemed too controversial for the company. This could all be rumor and gossip, but it does make sense to several ill-depicted elements and characterizations that don't exactly hold up today. All of this may throw a massive wrench into the dream, but I'm crossing my fingers that Nintendo is still considering porting Mother 3 over to the West. Nice. Why not, man? I think if yeah, why have Lucas in your Smash Brothers game? <laughs> yeah. No, because nobody has any idea who that is. Yeah, it's true. I would be curious, being like, all right, guys, like people who are just like average gamers, being like, what game is Lucas from Smash Brothers in? And I feel like most people wouldn't know. Yeah. And even me, I I knew it was an Earthbound game, but I didn't know. I didn't know specifically Mother Three. Yeah, Mother Three. Um, last but not least, Game Freak will be announcing a Pokemon Generation 4 remake coming mm-hmm. out next year, but will be announced this year. That I'm probably the most excited for out of. Between this and Breath of the Wild 2 and Horizon Zero Dawn 2, this is probably the most excited for a prediction I am, because I love the Sinnoh games so much. Yeah. And I'm going to play Platinum here in a couple days once it turns March, so I am so excited to play it. Yeah, starts Sunday. Yep. If I'm back home in uh, Newark Valley, I'll be bringing my uh, DS with me. Nice. So I can start and play that through. Uh But that's all my predictions. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good list of predictions. Uh, As I said, unfortunately, it's a couple months later than we like to do, but... I just I don't feel like we had a good opportunity to do it earlier in the year, and and now is a good time because it's it's still early. It's not quite the end of February yet, so yeah. Okay, uh, nibble bits. So this for me was the most important news of the week. Uh, first, that Stardew Valley celebrated its fourth birthday, which was yesterday, um, and that creator Eric Barone announced on Twitter that there would be another free content update. I was pretty sure he had said at some point that they were done making Stardew Valley content after 1.4, but he said there's going to be 1.5. No further details on it other than that, but he said he, uh, he would like to do some more relationship stuff. So, um, How amazing is that game for $15? <laughs> Man, I hope that guy never has to work another day in his life. He, he doesn't. doesn't want to. He doesn't, Good. but he will. <laughs> Good. I mean, that game... It's amazing. It is amazing. Every I, time I play it, I'm just like, I'm just glad this game exists. I couldn't believe it was four years old. Yeah. Uh, and and I didn't even know. My wife texted me and she's like, hey, today's the fourth fourth birthday for Stardew Valley. I'm like, what? I've been on social media all morning and I haven't seen a thing about it. What the heck? I remember when Corey sent me an article saying this game was coming and I was really excited for it. Like yeah. back in the five years ago. And I was like, man, I can't wait for that here. It's, you know, four years have passed since that. And over, over 10 million copies sold. Oh, good for him. Yeah. I mean, I I've bought four personally, uh, one for my PC, one for my switch. 
and one for each of my kids' Switches, so. Yeah. Yeah, I bought one for the Switch and for the PC, too. So, like, yeah, there's that. We're actually thinking of starting a farm here because I think we're all... I mean, Johnny has a Switch, but I think Evan's getting a Switch, too, for Animal Crossing uh-huh. and, and Smash and all that. So I think we're all going to be doing Animal Crossing and Stardew Farms. Oh, nice. Together, so... It's like a nice little nighttime chill game. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's it, it's it's a nice antidote to some of the other games that I like to play. Yeah, like we can all, if we want, just sit in the living room and just like do our farms and our Animal Crossing towns or just like be in our rooms and doing that. Like yeah. there's a lot of ways we can actually do that, which is exciting. So once again, the Switch is the best console. Your, uh, Spoochie Coochie says you're darn right I am. Yeah, so <laughs> Evan, we convinced Evan to get a get a switch. He really wanted one, so we've just been kind of pushing him to do it. Well, he's see board. if you can find. I don't know if you can get one, but try to get one of the Animal Crossing ones. So they're all sold out. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. So I haven't far. seen any anywhere anywhere. But a lot of times, I don't know if they like re relaunch them right before it comes out, just to like. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we have more now. Like, see if you can buy more. Yeah, what happens a lot of times is people pre-order them and then decide they don't want them anymore or uh, don't have the money to pay for them. So it frees up consoles. Which I don't know why. Well, I guess the Joy-Cons are different colors because I say, why is the Animal Crossing bundle sold out? But I think the green and blue Joy-Cons. Green and blue Joy-Cons. It's also got a, a white a white dock that has the animal crossing stuff on it. And it's got designs on the back of the actual switch case. And then those little, those little things that you slide on to make them to like controllers. Yeah. Those are, are are white too. It's, It's really nice looking console. I actually didn't know all that. Yeah. So that makes sense then why? Cause I was like, well, just bundle a normal thing together with the blue and the neon joy cons and yeah. just have a downloadable Animal Crossing, but I guess they actually legitimately went all out on making a different console. So. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and people, uh, people on that I follow on Instagram are, are went crazy for it when it got announced, and uh, you know, everyone that wanted one pre-ordered it like immediately. Yeah. So uh, they're like, "Yeah, I already have a Switch, but I pre-ordered a, the the Animal Crossing one," because people are losing their minds for Animal Crossing, and it's it's nice to see because uh, I'm used to Twitter and and game. Um, uh, game website like comment sections and, ne- and Reddit and everyone's so freaking negative about everything that Instagram is a nice change for I, there is negativity on Instagram I'm not gonna say there's not um, but I, I haven't seen much of it I, most people are excited for things and positive about stuff so yeah I actually don't think I've seen any negative press on the new Animal Crossing yeah no everyone's I, pumped I for it it's hard to like if you see that game it's hard to just hate it yeah you know what I mean? Like, well, it's so happy. You could be a you could be a bro gamer and only play Call of Duty and be like, oh, pff, that game's for kids and girls. But that's true. Um, I am a thirty six year old with four kids, and I want to play Animal Crossing. What's up, Jake? Man, hi, Jake. Life's way too short to just be hating on. Yeah, just you just you just things. ignore it. If you don't, if you're not into it, just let it go. That's how I am about music now. I'm just like, man, life's way too short for you to go out of your way to just like blindly hate something. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That comes with getting older. Enjoy it. Yep. All right. So that was my one, one of my nibble bits. Um, Stardew Valley, more free content. That's amazing. Uh, And the next one is that platinum is opening up a new studio 
uh, that they announced recently. It'll be in the heart of Tokyo and will focus on live service games instead of Platinum's usual single player games. Oh, uh, Plat- interesting. Yeah, Platinum's into big things lately. They they announced their new game. I haven't read too much about it. They are put. Oh, stupid GeForce drivers. Do you know the um, name? I feel like it was GG was the the abbreviation for it. I don't know. Um, but they also announced that Wonderful 101 is getting a remaster and is coming to a bunch of different things, which is awesome because that game was really cool. Um, yeah, they're coming out. This new studio is going to work on multiplayer games, games and service games. Uh, they're starting to self-publish their games, which I really like. Uh, Platinum makes very unique action games. Um, they really do. So that's a good thing. I, I love to see Platinum succeeding. Yeah, no, uh, Platinum is actually becoming one of my favorite developers. Uh, I just love how they do their action games. It just They play so nicely. Yeah, you still have to play Bayonetta. Yeah, did they do Astral Chain? They did Astral Chain, yep. I gotta get to that, too. Near Automata. I actually restarted playing Astral Chain last week sometime. Oh, damn. Um, How is it? It's it's really good. I'm glad I got back into it. I I wish I hadn't started it right now. I wish I'd started it like a month ago. But um, I I wanted something to play on the Switch. I didn't want to start anything new. So I I picked picked that back up again. And luckily, it didn't take me too long to get rehang get myself reacquainted with the combat system because it's so so different but it, it's a really ton good. of fun yeah i really i wish that was one of the games that i did get to last year mm-hmm. that should be in my more in march list yeah that's a good one i'll get to it at some point all right well what do you got for noble bits kind of there's a game dan that i wanted to bring up to yeah. you uh it was worked on by platinum but i guess they're not doing it anymore Another studio took over, but Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Okay, I've heard of it. I don't. I don't know anything about it. Watch some gameplay. Okay. Because that game looks bonkers. Oh yeah. Yeah, I. It's a it's, J. I was gonna say it's like an anim, anime JRPG, right? Yeah, it plays a little bit like it reminds me of Near Automata. Uh huh. With the combat, it looks. I think it looks incredible, personally. I'm really excited for it. Like I, I don't know how I just saw it pop up the other day. I had my YouTube feed, and I was like, what's this? I see this name a lot. I don't know anything about it. Uh-huh. So I watched it, and I was like, holy crap, this looks crazy. There's also the Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which is like the fighting game made by Arc System Studio, yeah. who also yeah. did Dragon Ball Fighter Z, uh-huh. uh, And that game was incredible. So they're doing this one. Obviously, I'm not going to get this one because I'm really not that into fighting games unless it's Smash or Dragon Ball. So not that interested, but uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink looks incredible, and I'm really excited to play it. And I'm pretty pumped for that to come out because it is coming out west at some point soon, ish. So nice. uh, they just said that they're not going to announce a release date until it's like ready to go because they don't want to announce it, have delays, piss people off, so on and so forth. Yeah. So, um, there is that Baldur's Gate three gameplay was showing off today. Yeah. Um, being developed by Larian. I've actually had a hankering to play Divinity Original Sin. Uh, me and Corey were actually talking about potentially playing the first Divinity together. Uh, but yeah, I guess Baldur's Gate 3 kind of was showing off today, and people are pretty excited for it. I guess it looks really good. Um, 
Gavra, I, I, I didn't read any impressions, but I, I read like headlines and stuff. I unfortunately didn't get to any articles, but yeah, people seem to think it's, it look, it looks good. Like the, uh, destructoid is Baldur's gate three is going to be a good time. Uh, the Kartaku is 13 things you should know about the excellent looking Baldur's gate three. So it sounds like people are pretty excited. I don't get on Reddit anymore, so I don't know what they're <laughs> thinking. Uh, they might hate it. Oh, I'm but... sure they do. Because um, they hate everything. Yep. Next, Pokemon Sword and Shield is holding new raid battle events uh, that feature Cantu region Pokemon. So it'll run through March 1st, but Game Freak is uh, mixing up a lot of the whole max raids. Um, so we're going to be getting a lot of uh, Generation 1 Pokemon. Uh, like, for example... Note this raid rules are a bit different for this raid event. Raid event. You can fully catch Charmander, Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle, as well as their secondary evolutions. Um, you cannot catch the Mewtwo that is also live during the event, though. Uh, being yeah. able to only grant you bonus items. I didn't see that before. That's silly. Yeah, I I just read that headline about not being able to catch Mewtwo. What is the point? Uh, that's what that's a, what the headline said. I don't know. I don't know what the point is there. So I guess they're introducing the starters from Gen 1, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, so they're all going to be there, but I guess not Mewtwo, whatever. I don't know about you, Dan, but I'm really excited for the Pokemon DLC. I think I saw a rumor that like all of the Pokemon that are my favorite that got cut, like Shinx, are going to be in it. So mm-hmm. I'm instantly just like, oh, I'm on board 100% now. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely get to the Pokemon DLC because I, I really liked. I thought Pokemon Sword was Sword and Shield were were really good. Yeah, I had I had a great time with them. I I don't have uh, many, if any, complaints about it. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but um, yeah, I thought it was thought it was good. I don't have anything yeah, even- bad to say about it. Even with my complaints, like I still played that game like 80 hours. Yeah. Still really good. Um, let's see. Sticking with the Pokemon. I actually have two more Pokemon little bits. Uh, we're actually getting a new mythical Pokemon called Zarud, which is the rogue monkey Pokemon. I guess it's like a grass dark um, mix for the typing. It looks pretty cool. I kind of like it. Mythical Pokemon are kind of like pseudo legendaries. They're like legendary, but not super le- i don't know exactly there's mythical and legendary i get mixed up i uh-huh. think mythical is like basically legendary okay pokemon but are added later something like that but hey we're getting a new pokemon that's brand new to the generation which is cool um so there's that google ran a massive poll of your favorite pokemon like who are your favorite pokemon do you want to know the list the top 10 i know the i know the winner i don't know outside of that so I was shocked by a lot of the Pokemon. I was shocked list. by the winner. That's that's Me, all I could say. So the winner, which we'll get to in a second, I knew he was super popular, uh-huh. but I didn't know it was number one. So yeah. at ten, Dan, we have Gengar. Okay. Kind of figured Gengar is pretty popular. Yeah. At nine, we have Gardevoir. I knew it was popular, so I wasn't surprised. At eight, we have Rayquaza, which I was surprised on because I think Rayquaza is a real solid looking Pokemon, but I didn't know it was as popular as it is. Uh huh. Seven, we have Garchomp. Okay. At six, we have Sylveon. At five, we have Umbreon. I was actually pumped to see those two because Umbreon's my favorite Eevee evolution, so uh-huh. it's cool to see two Eevee evolutions on there. At four, we have Charizard. At three, which I thought was the most shocking, was Mimikyu. Do you know which one Mimikyu is? Yeah, that's the one that looks like the Pikachu with the blanket on the bottom. Yep, Ghost Pikachu. I'm, okay, 
I that Pokemon is fascinating to me. Um, I think but the I, story, story behind it is really cool. With them. Yeah, but I'm surprised it would have made the list, I guess. Because normal Pikachu, spoiler, wasn't on the list. Oh, at all? No. I, mean, I wonder if people are like tired of Pikachu a little bit. That's what I thought with Eevee <laughs> and Pikachu. Like Everyone's like, enough. You know? Yeah. Because like, the new Pokemon games were supposed to have a new Eevee evolution because every other generation has new Eevee evolutions, but they just shoehorned more Eevee into it. So I think a lot of people were kind of upset with that. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, Mimikyu, uh, bootleg Pikachu, is number three. Number two was Lucario. Which makes sense. I knew he was popular, but yeah. I didn't know he was as popular as he is. And then number one was Greninja. So Yeah, I was shocked Greninja was number one. I would have said top five for Greninja, but yeah, I okay. didn't expect it to top the list. Because I would have been like, okay, so it's Pikachu at one, Charizard at two. Would have been what I would immediately have thought. Sure. So, um, solid list. A lot of representation for Gen 4, which is my favorite gen. Gen mm-hmm. 2, Gen 1. Uh, and a mix of like gen like six i think mm-hmm. and seven um nothing from generation like three or five which is kind of a bummer okay. actually rayquaza's gen three i'm sorry okay um last but not least the division two free weekend this week mm-hmm. so get it currently a sale for three dollars for the game uh, i, I bought it for- yeah, I think everyone should buy it. You should just buy it. I would. I don't know if I'll ever play it, but for three dollars, you like you can't beat it. I love the first division. Um, I'm, I've heard good things about Division Two, so just buy it. Yeah, Division Two seems like it's not getting its due. Yeah, because games like Destiny have just pretty much kind of taken over. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it for my nibble bits. Okay, how was your week? My week's good, Dan. Uh, I started my second job by myself tonight so i'm no longer training which feels good because as much as i like training with people because you get to kind of know them a little bit the people that you work with i'm pretty tired of training in general yeah Yeah, sure considering i just started another job since i moved here too so it's just like training 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 i'm just kind of tired of it yeah especially because i know how to like surf so it's just right. like a lot of it is just like me already i already know what i'm doing you know yeah. so it's just like let me out there yeah so there's that. Uh, that was awesome. The Leafs got embarrassed, but have then proceeded to redeem themselves for the last couple of days. Oh, we have to talk about that, don't yeah, we? We really do. Just because it's 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 transcended just hockey culture a little bit. So the best way that I saw this described was being a being a part of this and being on the leaf side is what i imagined the other team that lost to airbud must have felt like uh-huh. just like the dog went out there and like destroyed the other team yeah that's kind of what it feels like because the leafs lost to a 42 year old ahl zamboni driver who's employed by the team yep <laughs> so for the okay for people who aren't hockey fans you could probably either tune this out, but I think this is a really interesting story, so you should hear it. Uh, so in the NHL, if both goalies get hurt on a team, because how it works is there's a starting goalie and a backup goalie, uh, the team of the home team employs an emergency goalie to come from the stands to play goalie for the team that has lost the goalies. That never happens because usually goalies don't get hurt in yeah. games. like They don't lose both goalies. 
so usually it's some schlubby dude who's just like played hockey in high school or college or whatever who's uh-huh. hasn't is way past their prime. So it happened to the Carolina Hurricanes who were playing in Toronto. They both halfway the halfway hurt. through the game too. Oh yeah, halfway through the game. It wasn't like we were, had like ten minutes left to play. Halfway through the game, two goalies get hurt for Carolina, so they have to call down David Ayers, who was employed by the team as a goalie who had scraped the ice for the AHL team Toronto Marlies, and he was Zamboni driver, yada, yada, yada. The Leafs score two goals on him and get two shots. So I'm like, all right, this game's in the bag. Like, the Leafs are going to crush them. Uh-huh. Well, the Leafs end up losing 6-3. to three. They got scored on more than they scored on the backup goalie, the AHL, or the um, 42-year-old Zamboni driver. Totally embarrassed themselves. I actually was eating dinner with my friends and I whipped my fork against the wall because I was so mad watching that game. Yeah. Because it was so frustrating. Well, one of the things you have to talk about is how well the Carolina Hurricanes played in front of him. I've never seen a team play harder. They played like a team possessed. They only allowed Toronto eight shots total in in the entire like second half of the hockey game. Uh, two of those shots, obviously, the first two two went in. Uh, was it was it eight shots or ten shots? It was not very many, however many, however many it was. Um, but yeah, that they only allowed that many shots, and and the handful of shots that they did have weren't really great shots. No, um, I think David Ayers might have had to make like one like like kind of good save, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I saw when they scored the second goal, I saw a lot of the Hurricanes players. Like you could tell in their face, they're like great we're gonna lose you know yeah. like you could see it and they're like trying to calm the poor guy down because yeah. like w- you're playing against a an nhl team like what like you you know yeah it's just like you don't expect to be able to win that game no not at all <laughs> so like you could see it in the hurricane's eyes like they're just like oh my god like this is the worst thing ever but nope the Leafs ended up becoming a big joke <laughs> it's like uh the the thing Oh no way! I'm sorry. I'm watching the Predators game. Did they and, win? Are they winning? Well, they gave up a goal with 40 seconds left. The the Calgary to go ahead, and then they they just tied it apparently. Oh good. So I don't. I I missed it. But anyway, um, like I, this is a a situation that I feel like is only unique to hockey too. Yes. I, there's not a situation in any other, at least, major North American sport where this can happen. Uh, where someone f- comes out from the stands, you know, and, and, uh, what, uh, where, what, Ooh, I, that's close. I don't know if it got in on, Oh, it got in on time. Okay, good. Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. so th- I, I think that's, that's part of this whole, this whole thing is, you know, everyone can, it, you could potentially fulfill your dream. I mean, I remember the Scott Foster thing a few years ago. Um, you know, that, that being a big deal, but the, like this was half a game. So, uh, and it, it, like you, like you said, it was against the Maple Leafs who have a lot of guys that can score goals, you know, at will. A lot of talent. So a lot of talent on that team. It's, 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 it was, it was an amazing story and, uh, just how jacked up that the hurricanes were and how, how jacked up David Ayers was. It was just, it's just an incredible moment in sports. I know if anybody wants to see a good good reactions is watch Steve Dangle's video because he does L- a thing called LFR. Uh-huh. It's basically a um, post game. Like he does post game. Re- he does reviews of the game after every single game. 
and just his reaction to the whole thing because he's a huge Leafs fan, oh, um, huge okay. Leafs homer. Okay. Um, watch it. It's so funny because it encapsulates like when I started rooting for the Leafs like five years ago, four years ago, whatever. Like a lot of people were like, "Yeah, like get ready, like they're embarrassing." I was like, "Oh, like how bad can it get? Like look at all this young talent they have now, getting in at the right time." But they're so frustrating because they'll look like they have no heart at all. Like yeah. you, I don't know what happens to them. And then they'll play a game like they played the other night against Tampa where they looked incredible yeah. or like tonight where they go like look bad at the start and then they come on so strong and then eventually dominate the game and win. Like, I don't know what's going on with those guys. Like, what are they doing that they just cannot be the slightest bit consistent on anything yeah that was the predators for a lot of the season they've started to pick up the effort recently but get it back together yeah but they they couldn't that like you you wouldn't think any of them were playing other than roman yossi you know he was the only (laughs) one that pretty much carried the team on his back in the early part of the season yeah and you're just like you're like where is the the like I guess I'm not an athlete, professional athlete, so I guess it doesn't make sense to me. But, like, if I'm in the highest level of the sport and I know my team is a contender, like, why would I not be out there busting it every single game to try yeah. and get to the Stanley Cup? Like, yeah. I don't, I just don't understand the disconnect. Like, are they too busy partying? Like, they have their money so they don't care anymore? Like, I just don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. And then after Keith Dan canceled practice the day after the Saturday, because there's more to the story. The Leafs don't yeah. know people like the trade deadline was coming up. So no one had any idea what the Leafs were going to end up doing. Uh, and the last game before the trade deadline was that game where they got embarrassed by the hurricane. So I didn't know what to expect going into the deadline, yeah. but they canceled practice. And I was like, why did they do that? But do you know who the only player on the Leafs who was out on the ice practicing with David Ayers was. Do you know who it was? No. Well, it was Ilya Mikheyev, but he's hurt. Uh-huh. But also William Nylander. Oh, really? He was the only player that thought on that team that maybe I don't deserve to have the day off. I should probably go work a little bit. And he's pro- he's one of their most consistent players too, right? I mean. Yeah, he's scored. He has 29 goals, 29 assists. He's got almost a point per game. Uh-huh. Uh He's the second leading scorer on the team behind Matthews okay. for goals. He's going to have 35, 36. Could hit 40 if he goes on a tear. Like, he's having an incredible year. Okay. So, I still think the Leafs should trade Mitch Marner. Yeah. I still think it, but... What's his production like? I know you said he's, what, 70 points? Yeah, he's got, like, 60 points right now. And he okay. missed a lot of games. But I just think, like... I don't know. It's so hard because after the game, that game, I was like, they need to trade Mitch Marner immediately. This is embarrassing. He's a liability on this team. They obviously don't care. And now that they've won two games in a row, I'm like, yeah, maybe they don't. Yeah. I, I rubber band like that too, watching the Predators. I'm like, okay, they need to trade everybody except, except Yossi and just start over and then they'll play well. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see where they're going with this. Did you uh, like the trade deadline stuff, Dan? Did you want the Preds to do a little bit more? I didn't know what they were going to do because I kept hearing that Craig Smith and Mikhail Granlin were the players that were they were going to trade. Um, but they like they've been our best players over the past probably two months. 
So, and they're also players that work hard every, oh, no way. Granlin just scored in overtime, just as I was talking about him. He's the one that scored the game goal to tie it, and then he just scored the game winner. Um, I so just, I did I not want those guys. Thoughts, by the way, and okay. they were talking about how good Granlin is, but yeah. how little points he's put up. Yeah, he's he's like works so hard. Yeah. Um, so I was like, why would like you're gonna they're gonna make their team worse if they tried trade Craig Smith and and Granlund because they're like one of the six guys on the team that work hard every shift. Yeah, you know. So. Uh, but I, anyway, uh, yeah. I really thought that the, I was going to see that the Predators are no stranger to a splash move. So I no. kind of expected them to make a splash move. No, I was, I was honestly hoping they would trade for Chris Kreider. Which I love the Rangers resign. Oh, yeah, that was a great move. There, there's I I was shocked that they did it, but I was glad that they did it for for Rangers fans. You know, Um, is there anything on the trade line you wanted to bring up, by the way? Talk not about. really, not really. I was just, I, they didn't, they didn't do anything. Uh, Maple Leafs didn't really do anything either. Right. I mean, uh, people thought they were going to trade Barry, but like teams offered like a third round pick for him. So Dubas being a smart GM was like, no. Yeah. Um, so they, there wasn't too, that was actually a pretty hectic trade deadline, but nothing really involving our teams. Yeah. So I don't have anything else I wanted to say about that. Will, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, one more thing. Uh, I started watching Demon Slayer. Uh, oh, me and my right. roommate started watching the dub for that. So it's the gist of that story is there's a world where when it's nighttime, the demons are around. Uh, and the main character's family got murdered by a demon. And his sister becomes a demon, but she's not like killing humans demon. She's just like she sees humans and knows humans and knows they're good. Uh, so he's trying to change her back into a human, so it follows that story. That anime is fantastic. Nice. Absolutely fantastic. I am loving every second of it, so I'm on episode 12. We just watched 12 last night, so we're we're almost caught up to where the dub is because there's only one season that's like 26 episodes, 27. That's done in Japanese, but they're currently dubbing it, so they're on episode, I want to say, 18 right now, so we're almost caught up, and then we got to wait weekly for each episode. Uh, which is going to suck, but it'll be worth it because I hear that show gets pretty special like as it continues on, and I guess nice. people really like the manga. So uh, really excited to get more into that and just been watching My Hero, Academia, Black Clover, um, a lot of my animes that I've... It's funny, I used to pick on Corey for liking anime, and now like... There's some it, good stuff out there. It's all I watch. Like I have no interest in watching like The Witcher or these other like really huge Mandalorian, these other shows that are like yeah. in the limelight for the general population. That's super popular. Like I just have zero interest in watching any of them. I just kind of want to watch my, my stupid anime. <laughs> that I've been watching. Yeah. I've, I, I keep saying if I ever get back into TV, I'll, I'll watch some animes because there's, there's some good ones out there. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, Dan, whenever you're ready, I have a list for you. So. Okay. I would like to rewatch. I, a couple months ago, or maybe about, maybe about a month ago, I watched a couple episodes of Dragon Ball Z. Oh, man, Dan, if you could get Max interested in that. Oh, I, I'm sure I could if he started watching it. Although right now he's all into Star Wars, so. That's okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with the Star Wars stuff. It's I'll, uh, I'm going to work on trying to introduce it to him. Okay. Sounds like, good. Oh, isn't Goku really cool, Max? <laughs> 
I'm sure he's because I have a Dragon Ball Z shirt. I'm sure he's noticed it. Yeah, I have the Goku towel. So when you oh, know, that's right. Yeah, had the had the pool before it got crushed. Before it got crushed by a tree. By a tree, I used to use it. So okay. Um, anything else? Will no, not really. Okay. All right, so I got a couple things. One thing I forgot to announce last week that I'm I can announce now it's that uh, Mirtha Five is is going to be a boy. Woo! So I completely forgot last week to talk about that because because uh, I wasn't feeling well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you could probably tell <clears throat> that my voice is a little off. I had I had I felt sick during last week's podcast, but after that, it kind of went away. But then I had laryngitis uh, over the weekend, so I could I could barely barely talk at all. So that was a freaking obnoxious. So, but yeah, Mirtha Five is a boy, uh, due in the middle of July. So I would assume it's he he'll be born like probably early July, if I had to guess, because the wife tends to. Yes, yeah. Jake. It is only one one for sure. Um positive yeah they they checked thoroughly because they got (laughs) fooled last time uh that we were having twins we didn't find out until past halfway through so yeah they they were careful to check so um so there's that go ahead will i i just find it funny because i was telling evan and johnny i was like i bet they're having two again i really (laughs) thought we were i really thought we were too but could you imagine I mean, I will still like mentally prepare myself for, uh, for a surprise too, because that's how things go. But uh, July July twelfth, that could be very well be July twelfth, Jake. I hope so. Because, you know, well, the, you got the bachelor party for Corey yeah. before us. Yeah. So wedge it in between the bachelor party and the actual wedding. The wedding, yeah. Uh, so there's that, and uh, we got our kids a phone. I'm sure you know this, Will. Oh yeah, I've been texting that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my wife wanted to get a phone for the for the house because the kids like our phones have the fingerprint sensors on them. Um, so we wanted to have that. That's how we use the security for it. So we wanted to have a phone like at the house that the kids knew how to use that they could use to either you know if there's an emergency or something or they needed to contact someone that they they could do that easily so uh we got um a pixel 3a for them and uh yeah they've been texting all of our our relatives and bugging them at all hours uh <laughs> which is fun <laughs> um would, you know it's already become a problem because i was down here like building my computer and they're they're texting me and calling me i'm like oh my gosh guys come on <laughs> i'm sure the novelty of it will wear off eventually but uh but yeah, they've had fun, you know, texting their their grandparents and and you will and uh, I think they texted Allison today a Aww. little bit. So, uh it's been fun for them to easily contact their family members. Just to chat. Just to chat and say hello, yeah. Text um, and Bubby plop me, you know. Uh, yep, they like send in the poop emoji too. <laughs> so, I felt bad today because Max had texted me, but I was at work. Yeah, no, we 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 tell them that people can't always get back right away, and right they, away. they understand. Yeah, um, so I'm always bad at texting back right away, anyway. So 
I used to be, but I made it to a point, like, when I see it, I immediately answer. Otherwise, I forget. So now I'm just kind of trained to do that. Yeah, I try to, I try to do that, too, because I'm the same way. If I, if I put it off until later, I will absolutely forget about it. 100%, yep. So... And then the last big news that I have is I got stuff for a new PC. Ooh, what'd you uh, get? So we got we got our tax return, which is why we had the money for it. Um, I went with, I didn't get everything, for, like a whole new PC. I used, I'm using some parts from my current PC. Um, but the new one, ha- I, for, for the new one, I got a case, obviously, for it. I got a motherboard, a processor, RAM, and then uh, case fans because I wanted pretty RGB case fans for it. Yeah. Um, I had an old power supply here from other part, other computer used computers that was extra. Uh, I had an extra hard drive from old computers that I used for it, so I didn't have to get everything for it. Uh, but the stuff I bought for it only it ended up coming to a little over four hundred bucks. Wow, that's um, actually bad at all. Yeah, I'm taking my graphics card from this computer for now uh, until I get a new one. Uh, the one I'm looking at is the GTX 1660 Super, which is 240 bucks, which is not too bad. But that'll that'll cover me for 1080p gaming for a while until I want to upgrade at some point in the future. So, uh, but all all in all, that's not not too bad. Um, I got finally got all this stuff today. I started putting it together. Um, and I decided because it, I bought th- a pack of three RGB fans. Um, the case has room for four. So I bought another solo fan that's coming on Saturday. And then I bought um, power supply extender cables. Cause the ones that I have in the power supply are the ugly, like red, black, and I think orange or yellow. Colors yeah. and I want to have I want my my computer to look pretty on the inside so because <laughs> uh, it's got a big the case I got, got has a big glass window on the side for you to be able to see all the stuff on the inside so that's what Johnny's is too yeah it's really nice like he just like when he wants to change the color he just yep. like does something to it yep that's I've, I've got all that stuff for for mine too um so yeah I'm I'm slowly building I started putting it together today. Uh, I don't know if I'll I'll finish it tomorrow or if I'll wait till Saturday till I get my other parts. Uh, the 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 hard part is is because I need the graphics card from this computer. Like you know, I stream tomorrow night for Rated G Games. I stream Saturday morning for Rated G Games. So I can't be without a computer. So I got to make sure I get it, like all the stuff put on it before I I need to stream. So I'm not sure uh, what I'm going to do if I'm going to do that or not. But really excited. It's a significant power increase from my, from, from my old one. I'm so jealous. Oh, uh, but yeah, for parts, I got I, I went with the AMD Ryzen processor this time around. Um, the AMD Ryzen. That's the route to go. Yes. So um, the Intel processors are are just they're just overpriced anymore, um, and in a lot of cases, the Ryzen processors are better for like multitasking because they have more cores. Mm-hmm. So I got I got a Ryzen five thirty six hundred. It has six cores and at 3.6 gigahertz. It's any processor, uh, Ryzen processor that you get is automatically unlocked, so you can overclock it. Whereas if you buy an Intel processor, you have to buy the K processor, so you can overclock it. So uh, I plan on getting a like a liquid cooler over the summer, uh, so I can overclock the processor a little bit. Um, I wouldn't be able to. I would have had to spend double what 
my processor costs to get one an Intel processor uh, that was overclockable. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I saved a lot of money that way. The RAM I got is the RGB RAM, so it, it that's going to glow pretty colors too. Um, but yeah, like I'm I'm super pumped. Uh, but yeah, uh, but especially for if you're streaming and playing video games from the same computer, the Ryzen processors are better for that because they have that more many many more cores than mm-hmm. the Intel processors. Like the Intel seventy uh, Intel the i7 9700s that we put in our trading stations that we build are only are only four core processors. So oh, okay, and again, a lot cheaper. Um, so my processor was one seventy five. If I was to get an i7. 9700 it's like 350 yeah and that's not for the k processor either the k processors are close to closer to 400 see i want a new computer but it sounds like such a hassle it's it's not i mean if you want to go that route like i did and do uh just do a main system and then take parts from your old one that's really the way to do it like you could use your graphics card uh, for another little while and just get another one later like i'm going to okay just um, get everything that i'm going to need at some point now and then do the big upgrade late like the graphics card graph- a little bit later. yeah because graphics card like i said you know the one i'm getting is not super expensive it's 240 bucks but you know that's more than half of the rest of the build i was yeah. you know you can use your power supply from your current computer you might want to get a new hard drive but they're not too expensive either you're looking at another like 60 bucks for a one terabyte hard drive SSD. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to, to put it all together and get it up and running and, and getting it look, looking pretty. Cause you know, my, my other one does not look pretty, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but she's served me well all these years. So I can't complain. Thanks. Been a good trooper. Yeah, I'm actually once I get a new graphics card, I just need to take the, the graphics card and put it back in this one. I'm going to use it for something, you know, whether you know I have it upstairs upstairs as an upstairs computer or something like that. Like it'll it'll get used. It's not it's not being retired. It's just uh, it's going to take a vacation for a couple months. Siesta. Yeah. So. Um, that's all I have for my week. I think. Yeah, that's everything. All right, so let's get into what we played. Will, what'd you play? Uh, the main thing that I've been playing has been Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, during my Golden Deer run, uh, for those who kind of know, I'm I'm the one. Dan, do you remember uh, Judith when you yeah. get help from her? Mm-hmm. So I just did that mission. Uh, so she's helping us. So I'm on like chapter 16, I think of like 22. Um, the second half of that game goes by a lot quicker because I spend so much time the first half that I get my characters to their final classes before the time skip. And I get a lot of the support stuff because there's a spurt, certain support conversations are time gated, but you still get the, the, uh, the support skill to, like through. So like, as soon as like you get to that time gated spot and pass it, the supports rise really quickly. So you get that out of the way pretty quickly. So really it's just like, I don't really need to get anybody to their classes right now. Cause everybody's just kind of there already. Right. So it's just like me kind of doing the main story missions because everyone's like almost level 40 already everyone's maxed out with the classes that they want to be. I'm not even playing on that hard of difficulty, so it really doesn't matter anyway. So it's pretty much just me beelining the main story 
at this point. So I might have it beat by probably tomorrow. Oh, cool. I would say. Uh, but I love it. I like that. It's so cool having done the Blue Lions and Black Eagles already, kind of knowing what's going on in the other houses, because mm-hmm. I know when Dimitri starts to lose it a little bit and goes off the deep end, I know what Edelgard's been playing the whole time, uh-huh. and I know Claude is aware of everything that's kind of going on. Yeah. It makes really cool. It gives you an appreciation for Claude, which I, I didn't have when I did my Black Eagles playthrough, just how... how uh, multi-dimensional he is as a as a person and as a character because he comes like he, off as an idiot yeah but he's super smart and super effective at everything he does yeah he's like he's and been investigating the church he knows because there's that one scene where he goes when gerald dies and he goes professor can i have the diary yeah so he can go over it because he's like i don't trust the church can i look at the diary so yeah. i know what's going on so, like, when the whole thing with Rhea happens and she goes missing, he's just like, I don't care because she's not a good yeah. person, you yeah. know? Like, doesn't trust her at all. So, it's, like, it's really cool to see all of that, see him be, like, know what's going on and, and so on and so forth. So, I'm excited now to kind of see where it branches off from there because I know that the the fourth run with Under the Black Eagles is kind of similar to the Golden Deer one. Okay. Uh, it's not that different. So, I guess... I'm kind of not as interested in doing that one. Right. So I'm going to be very curious to see what happens from here on out. And I love a lot of the the Golden Deer. Like, I hated Lawrence the first, like, oh, yeah. 30 hours of the game. But he's <laughs> becoming one of my favorite Golden Deer because he's actually, like, he comes off as, like, the pretentious noble D-bag. Yeah. But he's actually kind of, like, a nice guy. Like, he's kind of sweet. Like, he does yep. care. Like, he's during the time skip like he's helping claude he's not being stubborn like his father like yep. you know like he's actually like a really good character like Raphael is a very likable guy yes like, he is lysithia is the best character in the game like hilda is also very lovable because yep. she's lazy but she's <laughs> super talented at everything yep. like it's just there's a lot of really likable characters under that house like i hated leone but like leone also grows on you yeah a lot too, she does so um it's like the ragtag team oh yeah the land of misfit misfit toys that's that's the golden deer yeah because like half of them are nobles and half of them aren't like Mm -hmm. it's not like with the other two houses where almost everyone's noble yeah it's cool i really like that that uh that run so far so um after that like man i'm gonna have all of it done did i ever say that i beat cinder shadows i don't think so yeah, Beast Cinder Shadows. Nice. The so that so mostly using those characters. I like Constance and Happy a lot more than Yuri and Balthus. Mm-hmm. Balthus is the type of character that I just don't really use, like the brawling, like use your fists type character. I just don't ever use that type of character. Gotcha. Because like Raphael, Raphael is supposed to be kind of scoped to that, but I made him a great knight instead. Oh with, wow! With like the big armor and the axes and stuff. Uh-huh. So like I just have him that route, and uh, you know. I just don't really like Balthus as much as the other ones. So um, that's what I'm playing. I'm going to try and have it beat by tomorrow, though, because I want to have enough time to kind of dabble with some other games and then get ready to play the more in March games. So um, kind of getting excited for more in March. I don't I think Platinum is going to be the first thing I do because I'm going to potentially be in North Valley. Mm hmm this weekend and to early next week. So I'll be getting a start with that. Nice. 
Um, I also want to say I'm really excited to play Persona 5 Royal. Oh, yeah. Really excited. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's, I really would like to play Persona. You would like it a lot. Yeah. You really would. I'm sure. um, I think Corey would like it. I think Eric would like it too, but it'd be too long for him to want to like actually see a lot of the fruits of his labor. Sure. Like if I could have Eric take the controller and play like in a dungeon, I think he might enjoy it a little bit. But after that, I don't think he would like all the rest of it. Yeah. Well, it's like, like you said, what did you take you 90 something hours to beat it? I think 110. Yeah. There's no way. Like that's a lot to commit. That is a lot. (laughs) I'm going to be playing it for all of April. Like, between Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy remake, like, mm-hmm. like I'm not even going to bother getting Gears Tactics probably in April. Like, I'm going to wait because I'm just not going to play anything else other than probably Persona and Final Fantasy. And uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, yeah, and then I've got Animal Crossing and World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, I'm going to put those all on the back burner. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're off to... A pretty good start for games right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's it for me, though, Dan. Okay. Uh, let's see. What did I play? I played Fortnite, of course. Um, I played a little bit with. I actually played a little bit with Eric and Eric's friend Vito, uh, which is fun. We got a squad victory royale with uh, with the the three of us, and then a, a random that joined our team. Um, and then I played some duos with Eric. Uh, I played a little bit duos with my son. Uh, and then uh, the other night after I finished, I'll talk about Breath of the Wild in a minute, but I did Breath of the Wild on my Rated G game stream on, was it Tuesday? Must have been Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I, I wasn't really tired yet, so I play, I was like, I'll play a little Fortnite. Uh, I played one match, and I got a victory royale, so I was like, I'll I'll quit at that point. But it was it was one of those ones where I was just locked in for the entire match. Uh, which is another reason why I didn't want to play again. I didn't want to disappoint myself. Um, I got into a lot of the situations that I do in, in that type of game where I end up dying, uh, but I, I, I didn't die this time. I had like crack aim and uh, effective strategies for, for dealing with threats. I think I ended up with like nine eliminations that match or something, Wow, um, which is pretty good. Uh, yeah, I just, I was, everything was, was on. It was very weird. Isn't it one of the best feelings in video games when you're on a shooter and you can't be stopped? Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't happen very often because I don't I don't play them that often, other than Fortnite. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just remember like playing World at War, COD Four, and just like or Modern Warfare too, and just like being unstoppable at random points and just being yeah. like, I'm on top of the world right now. Yeah, that's a great feeling. Um and I, I didn't want to uh like I said, I didn't want to crush that and crush my spirit. Uh, by playing another one and getting my butt kicked right away. Uh, but the, the the chapter two, season two stuff is all really, really well done. It's really awesome, The mm-hmm. all the secret agent stuff. And going into the forts at the beginning and all the fights that you go into, it's it's just it's so good. So yeah. I'm glad they're they're doing doing well with the with the content stuff. So Excuse Yeah, no, me. they're su- they're supporting it very very well. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, so I, yeah, I played breath of the wild too, which, um, I don't know. I just, I, f- I felt like, again, I didn't want to start something new uh, on stream breath of the wild is always a game that I have sitting in the back of my mind. And like, you know, 
the devil on my shoulder telling me I'll play Breath of the Wild. Um, so I continued my master mode playthrough. It took maybe 20 minutes or so for me to kind of reacquaint myself with the controls because I, I don't think I've played it in like six months. Mm. Um, but man, I just it sucked me right back in. What a great game that is. I actually spent time. Um, I slowed down a little bit and uh, captured myself a horse. And I rode my horse a lot of the time, which I I don't think I had done in any of my previous Breath of the Wild playthroughs. It's awesome. You didn't ride a horse very much? I, I mean, I had gotten a horse and gotten on a horse, but I didn't like make it a point to ride the horse from, from point A to point B. So Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's different. I, I kind of got used to the horse controls a little bit. I like that you could jump off the horse and like fling yourself up. I never, I had never done that. Uh, despite having spent probably 250 hours playing Breath of the Wild. Um, you know how I mentioned earlier how two games that I constantly think about are Horizon and Persona? Yeah. You can add Breath of the Wild to that list too because I also always like, I'm like, man, I want to play that game, you know? Yeah. Always thinking about it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's incredible. Uh, it makes me really excited for Breath of the Wild 2 when that finally comes out, but. I don't know. I don't really have a lot to talk about other than master mode is the, is the way to go to, um, especially at the beginning of the game. Like you're so weak compared to everything else. And, and, uh, the weapon durability, you know, because you do so much less damage to the things that you fight, it, it, you really have to compensate for that with, with effective strategies and, and, and feeling your way out. Like uh, there was the one, I don't know if you remember uh, Hetsu will at the beginning that he's the one that you give the Korok seeds to, uh, yeah. to get upgrade your stuff. Well, there's a the quest, like at the very beginning of the game where you have to get his maracas back from some moblins that are, or whatever, whatever the, whatever the little bad guys are. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to, uh, get it from three of them. And, you know, I had like maybe four or five weak weapons uh, that I very quickly went through. Um, I managed to get, get to kill one of the get one of the guys. Uh, and then the others, I, I ran off and they ran back to their camp and fell asleep. I was like, well, I don't I can't I don't have enough stuff to get rid of them. So uh, what I did was I waited till they walked over to the edge of the cliff over there over there. And I shot bomb arrows at them and blew them off the edge and killed them that way. Mm-hmm. It's like that moment made me feel great you know is these like bre- using the old noodle you know Bre- yeah breath of the wild is that game where you come up with creative ways to kill your opponent or beat your opponent and it actually works instead yeah. of just not because like i can't tell you the amount of times i've tried that in other games and just like didn't work the way i wanted yeah and uh i actually one of the good things i saw from reddit was someone talking about breath of the wild and uh someone mentioned that it might not have been right i don't know it doesn't matter um that it's it's a very intuitive game for new people to people who are new to games to play because things like that work you know like um they use the example of cutting a tree cutting a tree down to make a bridge across a river or across a chasm like stuff like that just works in the game. Like that's something that you would probably do in real life, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it works, you know, uh, what you see a pile of wood, you set it on fire and it turns into a campfire like that. It just works. You know, uh, one I of the ways, still... one of the ways you could start a campfire is by putting a piece of flint and a piece of a uh, chunk of wood on the ground and you hit the flint and it starts a fire. Like that's how you start a fire. That's what you do in, in breath of the wild. 
I still talk about the time where I was really tired and couldn't solve this one electrical puzzle. So to like cheat my way through it, I just laid swords on the ground. Yeah. So it connected as a current. Yeah. To the other spot that I needed to get to. And so I'm trying to like figure out what I was supposed to do. And it just like, it worked. Yeah. Like that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. That's it's next level that game. It really is. No other game does it like that. No. Um, but anyway, enough gushing about Breath of the Wild. Uh, I don't think I played anything else that I... Oh, Astral Chain. Uh, I continue on Astral Chain. Lucky, like I said, I was lucky that I was able to pick up the controls again. Uh, man, that game that game's so good. The combat system's just superb. Yeah. Solid all around. Yeah. Um, and it gets better the longer you play it because it introduces new elements. It's it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's all I played. Let me check and see if we got feedback. While you do that, did you realize Rune Factory 4 came out for Switch? I did not. That was a game I was kind of interested in. Okay. All right, let's see. We got one from Idaho Jake that says, Hey guys, I bought a new 55-inch Chinese 4K UHD Ultra HD TV from Target for $279. But it kept telling me on my Xbox that your TV doesn't support 4K. So I went through the Xbox Assist, and in your video mode, you have to have it on auto-detect and select 4K and HDR HDR for it to work. So now I've been playing games that support HDR, and holy crap, it is amazing. Gears Mm -hmm. 5 4K HDR. Wow, looks so good. That's it for me. Just grinding through Far Cry Primal. Excited to start more March. Thanks, guys, and have a great night. Yeah. Jake, it's it's crazy, isn't it, when you experience HDR? Yeah, that's what Corey said the same thing, too. Uh, He was talking specifically about um, uh, Red Dead Redemption. But, yeah, same idea. I guess it's, it's pretty incredible. We actually... Before too long, we're going to have to get a second TV for our living room. So we're going to make sure it's a 4K TV. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't have any consoles currently that support 4K, but uh, I will probably be getting the Xbox Series X at launch. So uh, oh. that'll, that'll support 4K. Oh, hey, you know what? We never talked about the prices, the rumors that have been going around. Yeah, I think they're going to be at least 500 probably. I kind of don't think PlayStation is going to be selling as high as people think they are. Really? Because I feel like that was the a rumor before the PS4 that people were like, "Oh, it's going to be like five fifty, six hundred, and it wasn't. Yeah. Well, the 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 difference here is it costs them four hundred and fifty just to manufacture it, just the parts. So that's without that's without shipping and um, uh, shipping and retail and 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 packaging and all that stuff. I am looking something up real quick because yeah, I want to say it, but I don't want to be wrong. Okay. Uh, people call me an idiot. Gotcha. Okay, so the PlayStation 4 costed $381 to build. Mm-hmm. And its retail price is $399. Okay. So you're probably right about 500 $450. I think four fifty. Wait, how much was it again? How much did four four fifty was manufacturing costs? Oh yeah, so you're right. It's probably gonna be. It's probably gonna end up being. I want to say they sold it for a loss at one point though. Yeah, I don't know. 
they they get cheaper to manufacture as as time goes on because you know parts get cheaper and more available the reason why the playstation that so, some one part of their system that they use is is ha- either hard to manufacture or hard to get right now and that's why their manufacturing costs were more uh generally speaking all consoles are sold at a loss xbox playstation nintendo consoles they make it up and then some with accessory sales cheaper consoles revisions of the console and the games titles published by the various exclusive studios okay so sony in 2013 sony to take a loss on playstation 4 sales okay when it launched yeah because of well because of the because what was it you say through 381 was manufacturing costs yeah yeah so they take a loss because of because of shipping and packaging and all that stuff so it probably was over 400 dollars uh when all was said and done with that stuff it was probably probably closer to like 450 so i'm gonna be interested to end up seeing what they do eventually sell it for if they did sell it for a loss uh last generation so that does give me a little hope because i know a lot of people right now are freaking out over the prices that it could be i don't see i mean 500 bucks to me seems reasonable reasonable for for how much how how much power the the new systems are reportedly supposed to have so 100 percent. i was thinking the same thing like they're talking it up and like developers have been talking up these new consoles so it sounds like yeah that it's gonna be like worth it yeah yeah i don't i don't, I don't see 500 dollars as being a problem the, no. the the difference here is i know the xbox one launched at 500 dollars, but it it came with the connect that nobody wanted you yep. know so it, this the nut there's nothing like that with these new systems um, so far yeah so far um so that you're not going to have that jacking up the cost for no reason, you know. Mm-hmm. I, but I think five hundred dollars is going to be fair for. I bet you they'll both be five hundred, if I had to guess. Yeah, I don't see one being drastically different, like uh, like before. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited though to see kind of. Yes, yeah, as, as soon as you can pre-order an Xbox One X or one Xbox Series X, which I still hate the name of, um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Just because of the Game Pass stuff, you know, it's it's so nice to have that. I know I'm going to do PlayStation, and I'm wondering if I, like, Johnny or somebody is going to do the Xbox. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, Jake's email. 55-inch Chinese 4K TV. Yeah, like I said, we're going to be in the market for a second TV for the living room. Um, So it'll probably, I think I want to get 65-inch. Uh, but yeah, we need two TVs in our living room because when everyone's in the living room, like someone's in control of the TV and everyone else is unhappy with whatever's on. So, <laughs> you know, and, and anytime me and me or the wife wants to watch football or hockey, everyone complains about it. So. And you're outnumbered. We are heavily outnumbered and it's only going to get worse. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, that's that's our feedback. Uh, so Jake is the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Congrats, Jake. Congrats, Jake. Oh, and I did want to say Jake. Um, well, let's see. Oh, not sure if I want a launch Xbox. Come on, Dan. 70 or 70 or 80. What? What, Jake? I missed it. Inch TV. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I would have room for that. Cause like I said, we have to have two TVs, uh, but I want to have, cause we have a, I think it's a 48 inch. TCL Roku TV. 
that'll be the kids' TV, and then the six the sixty five inch four K will be our TV. Uh, I'm not opposed to seventy. I would do seventy. Probably eighty would be too big. So she said. <laughs> um, Jake, real quick, I think one of the when you told me one of the games you wanted, it wasn't on your list. It was on Tate's list. And it was, what was it? Or no, it was Tito's. Yeah, it was Tito's, Tito that wanted, or that had the chance to win Neighbors from Hell. Uh, that wasn't on your list. That was on, on Tito's list. So um, I'll read those games in just a second, but let's get uh, let's get Jake going here. Okay, first game, Will. 122. 122. Gone, of course. 33. 33. Um, 33 is Black Mesa. Okay. 59. 59. 59 is Kathy Rain. One thirty-five. One thirty-five is Orcs Must Die Game of the Year. G O T Y. Okay. One eighteen. One eighteen is retrograde. Retrograde. And the last one. 120. 120. Which is Symphony. So, Jake, your choices are Black Mesa, Kathy Rain, Orcs Must Die, Game of the Year, Retrograde, and Symphony. Um, Orcs Must Die. Okay, awesome. Jake, I'm going to read through these games real quick if you uh, have a minute here. And that if, if we get all these set, I will set, send them to you right away. Um, the next is Abzu, Punch Club, Project High Rise, Monaco, and Layers of Fear, Masterpiece Edition. And then your other choices are G.O.D. Factory, Wingmen, um, Hammer Watch, Six, uh, The Banner Saga, 7 uh, Revol- Revolver 360 Reactor <laughs> Yeah, I got, I got Orcs Must Die um, Next week's topic, Will, you have any, any ideas for next week? Hmm Nothing off the top of my head We should really think of something good Well, as I said, we could do the Golden Deer spoiler cast Punch Club and Revolver 360 Reactor. You got it, Jake. I'm going to type them, and I will I will promise to send them uh, right when we finish up. Punch Club and then Revolver 360 Reactor. Okay. Awesome. I think um, the Golden Deer spoiler cast would be better served at the end of an episode as opposed for a main segment. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Because I want to do it, but I think it would be better served as a end cap. As yeah, 
Yeah. At this point, at least. And after the episode, uh, blurb. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have to think on something. <laughs> yeah, we we do this, and then and then like this morning, I was like, "Oh my god, it's Thursday, and I haven't come up with a podcast idea." So I texted Will. I was like, "Will, you want to do you want to do our 2020 predictions?" He's like, "Yep, yep." It, it, that's, I, I thought about it earlier in the week, and I was like, "I don't know what to come up with." Right that's now. that's what it is. Like I didn't did not realize it was freaking Thursday already. Because I, I like to give people a little heads up rather than tweet it out at whatever at six thirty. Yeah. Um, must buy games is an episode. Uh, okay, as a, a, like current games or or uh, old games. Both. Both. Games you should have in your collection no matter what. No excuses. Yeah, I like that. Uh, both. I'm okay with that if you want to go with that. Maybe we could get like Corey or Eric to join. Yeah. Eric's out of town for the week, so I don't know if he'll be able to do it. Sparky Doodle, you're up, Sp- buddy. Sparky Doodle. Um,. So yeah, that's everything, right? I think so, Dan. Okay. Uh, that'll do it for episode 446 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Will. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three.